Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. We have a special episode to close out 2021, a group chat with friends of the show, former guests, recurring guests, co-hosts, friends, Devin Howard, Matt Warshaw, Chaz Smith, Kevin Miller of the Florida Surf Film Festival, and the Brewer Brothers from the Sunday Joint Podcast and their newest podcast for 2021, Hardcore Surf History. Scott Bass, of course, would have been included in this group chat. He's on hiatus this week. But we wanted to just get together to reflect on 2021, share our favorite moments from the year, offer some bold predictions for 2022, and hold each other accountable for our New Year's resolutions. Everyone in this conversation is dispersed uh, around the world for this recording. They'll explain. But for your reference, it was December 30th for all of us. Um, and they'll give you their own timestamps. So that is all. Happy New Year. I am, of course, David Scales for Surf Splendor, and I hope that you enjoy this conversation with a few of my friends. Dear 
Kevin, can you hear me? Can. Yep. Kevin Miller, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Chaz Smith, can you hear me? Got you. And I'm going to go somewhere quieter real quick. All right. We oh. can't. Can someone oh. screenshot that? That's a beautiful <laughs> shot right there. Um, okay. So the only way that this is actually going to work is if I play the role of moderator. Yeah. And then um, I'll present the topics. I'll say whose turn it is to speak if you have something that you want to interject based on what somebody else is saying maybe just raise your hand i'll identify you and then be like all right matt you're up you know right and um we don't need this to be exhaustive so especially with this many people if we all keep kind of our answers short and sweet i think we'll still get a 45 minute show out of it probably all right so is everybody cool with that yeah you're on we have a number of people. This is the party podcast. We've never done this format before. So I'm going to start introducing people from the furthest they are from our Southern California studio geographically. It looks like Chaz Smith might be the first to be introduced. Chaz, where are you? And what time of day and what are you doing? I am standing in front of the Duomo in Milan. And it is, I think, only a comfortable 6.04 p.m. And just got done with my 18th Negroni. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Have you taken up smoking again? That's a yes. That was a thumbs Win up. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh -huh. Win in Milan. Um, second furthest, I think might be Jamie Brewer in the UK. Jamie, where are you and what time of day is it? What are you doing? Yeah, I'm in London and uh, in England and it's 5.04 here. And um, yeah, I'm sitting in my bedroom. I just try to fix my toilet, which seems to be having a leak, but I can't find the leak. And I thought this was a nice break from that. Perfect. So 5.04 in the afternoon, an hour earlier than Chaz. For the record, it is 9 a.m. in Southern California where I am recording this. I think the next furthest away might be Kevin Miller of the Florida Surf Film Festival. Kevin, where are you? What are you doing? What time of day? Hey, everybody. Uh, it's good to see you guys um, and wish you guys all, all a happy new year. I'm actually at the golf course and taking a little break to uh, join you guys for a little party. How did so what time of day is it? It is 12 noon. Um, how did your round of golf go with Kelly? And what were the scores? Yeah, you just touched on my highlight of 2021. I actually got to meet Kelly. Right, hold it, hold it then. Hold yeah. it if you want. Okay. Uh, introductions, Matt Warshaw. I think you're the next. Actually, Tyler Brewer. Tyler Hi. Brewer, where are you? I'm in uh, Brooklyn, New York. It's uh, 12.05 and I'm just chilling in my surf studio here and just waiting to uh, run down the top stories of 2021. Sweet. And I think now's a good time to say that the Brewer brothers, uh, Jamie in the UK, Tyler in New York, are introducing a new podcast in 2021 called Hardcore Surf History. So yes. there's lots to look forward there. Uh, Matt Warshaw, where are you? I'm in Seattle. And I was obviously Charlie's probably where it's coldest. And I don't know how cold it is in London, but out here, uh, I just got done shoveling snow and ice off my sidewalk. So no way. Um, that's why I'm giving you some of this. Yeah, flexing. Flex. Big time. Uh, Look at that. It's really, it's been really cold up here. The day after Christmas, it snowed about seven inches or so, and it hasn't been above 30 since then. 
So it's everything's just icy and cold and um, it's kind of fun until it's you're sick of it. And then it's right. But, you know, it's going to snow more today and then we're done. But it's been re it's really white and it's beautiful. And um, I'm glad to be inside, though. Good. And then finally, last but not least, Mr. Devin Howard. Welcome to the show. Where are you? Hey, David. I'm in Carpinteria, California. I'm at the Channel Islands factory. Yeah. And uh, we're here just closing up the year getting those last minute orders in that everyone's pissed off about. <laughs> it looks like you opened up the shop. It looks dark behind you. Uh, it's, I mean, that's the factory right behind me is the whole factory. It's sort of like the aquarium vibe here. You can look down there and see what's going on. Um, so I don't know if everybody's aware of this, who's on the call, but nearly one year ago to the day, it might've been 366 days ago. The first ever mid-length world champ arrived onto the planet. Do you know who this is? Chas Smith. No, no, no. He was just born Don one Wayne year Freeman? ago. Devin, Devin, who was it? Oh, my son, Rex. Oh, that's a yeah. boy prediction. Hey. Let's not, let's not hey. put that on him. Born with a stigma like that? Oof. Yikes. He inherited, he inherited from you. It's a blessing, not a curse. Hey, can oh, I yeah. say thank you to Devin? This is the first time I'm meeting you, but you've changed my life this past year. Oh my god. With the with the midlife? Yeah, yeah and a lot of other middle-aged men like me as well. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an orange oh, one. Right. Hey, yes, it's a lot of wax on welcome it. Already. To, uh, welcome to the fun board club. <laughs> it's not um, a fun board. It's a midlife. Devin's Devin, this will be your legacy, whether you like it or not. Um <laughs> so legacy. the format, the format for the show is we're gonna go do a round robin in the same order that I just laid out, we're going to do everybody's favorite story of 2021. I was going to say favorite surf story, but I realized it doesn't have to be a surf related story. Maybe it's the birth of Rex for you, Devin. I don't know, but uh, favorite story of 2021. And then we'll go around again and do bold predictions for 2022. I'm going to lay out the year that was real quickly before we do go to Chaz. Um, in 2021, brands were launched the WSL reconvened the world championship tour. Devin Howard's longboard tour came back possibly better than ever. Travel somewhat reopened. 50-year-old surfers reigned supreme from Pete Mel's wave at Mavericks to Tom Curran's free scrubber. Mike, Dor Mike Ho's backdoor bomb early in the season. Garrett McNamara's 100-foot wave. Joel Tudor's world title. And then, of course... There are the dubious cultural influencers, Mark Zuckerberg, Jonah Hill, all the foil boarders, toe foilers, all took place in 2021. Matt Warshaw, what do you got? Has anybody here seen Don't Look Up, the movie? Yes. I'm halfway yes. through it. Amazing. How good is Jonah Hill? Halfway through right now. What's that? I can't halfway stop thinking, can't stop watching thinking about you, Charlie, watch. because Jonah Hill's stealing that thing. And I just... Yeah. Di DiCaprio though DiCaprio is having a moment in that film I'm halfway but really loving DiCaprio and uh who is the woman who plays the uh the, the blonde newscaster um she's so good um not hey, oh hey when's oh, who is the Blanche. woman Catherine Hepburn Catherine Hepburn Warshaw. No, not Catherine. I mean what am I saying um what's her Kate name Blanche. who played Catherine Hepburn they've Kate said Blanchett. it is Kate Blanchett who played Catherine Hepburn okay but, but again Charlie how do you feel when 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 Jonah is is literally owning I mean, every scene he's in he owns and he's so i mean he is so good he is that he is the face of modern surfing i, I feel I know, I know. proud I as a surfer 
but does it give you a feeling of like not knowing how to feel about him or do you can you keep can you keep those contrasting thoughts in your head uh Joan Hill is a straight butthole who's going to be playing Jerry Garcia very soon so yeah the my thought is straight. I appreciate the work Jonah does, okay. but my goodness. And he's playing, an en- he's playing an enemy in the film. So Matt's question is, how do you feel about a straight butthole playing a straight butthole? Exactly. I feel <laughs> great about it. Hey, sorry, sorry, David, go ahead. All right, Chas Smith, give me your best moment of 2021. Best moment of 2021, I was going specific surf, and it is Mark Zuckerberg, July 4th, post on the foil board, holding the American flag, is peak surfing. It's a tough one to beat. Uh, I posted a meme in my stories. It's still active. I just did it like eight hours ago of some girl who dressed up as that for Halloween, wearing the exact same outfit, white face paint, sticking her butt out and just posing, and it's incredible. That's, I mean, Mark, Mark Zuckerberg on a foil, I feel defines 2021 better than anything possibly could, right? I mean, from the white face on playing white face in Kauai to then buying the rest of Kauai to then going to Tahoe and doing it with an American flag. I don't know how surf reaches a higher plateau than that. A bold that's a bold not only a great moment but a bold prediction for 2022 i mean um, it's, i don't know who's gonna beat it i'm hoping new beach Grit fan jack dorsey does beat it but yeah con- i'll have to hit congratulations him up congratulations on that we didn't discuss it last week but how good was that i thought dorsey went plugged uh, ira opera not did he plug beach Grit too both, both. <laughs> he did he plugged he plugged opera and then uh posted a beach just like, I don't know what he was, he just posted blank beach grit. And so I don't know, I think he was poking fun at Zuckerberg, uh, a beach grit Zuckerberg story, but he just shouted out uh, beach grit in Twitter. And then the comments were absolutely glorious. Uh, most of which I think dealt with, oh, I was thinking ultra hard surf candy was saltwater taffy and things like that. Um, I feel like the... Uh... Joe Rogan obviously was the first thing. And I feel like maybe Joe Rogan put Beach Grit on Jack Dorsey's um, radar. And so now it's kind of a snowball effect of you guys are just going to get bombarded. It's all happening. It's all happening with the people that everyone loves. For the fans that don't know who Jack Dorsey is, who is it? Twitter. Jazz jazz player. (laughs) <laughs> he's he's not only the founder of twitter he's also the founder and ceo of square but oh, yeah. he yeah he's the founder and uh, ceo of twitter he owns the handle at jack which is pretty awesome and uh i feel like he is the personification of the tech ceos that they make fun of in movies <laughs> like don't look up where he's got a beard he's got like a couple of piercings in aggressive places he leaves six months on sabbatical and goes to africa and then goes and does yoga somewhere for a period of time i feel like he's an absentee uh ceo but it builds to his mystique and his allure and i think uh who else would you want promoting beach grid other than maybe elon musk i mean i i'll even take jack over elon at this point speaking of elon musk kevin what are you sitting in Oh, my 2018 <laughs> automobile. It's a Model 3. 
Model 3 what? <laughs> Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> was um, the best car I've ever owned. I have to shamelessly plug Tesla. Best car. I drove that car and it's the best car I've ever driven. Yeah. That's a sexy interior. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, Trooper white. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Jamie Brewer in the UK. Give us your favorite moment of 2020. Well, I, it might come off of them rather. like uh, 2021. Yeah. Like um, I'm virtue signaling here, but uh, I'd say it's kind of this year surfing seemed to really, it was the coming out party, if you, to use the turn of phrase, a surfing rediscovering its countercultural progressive soul, you know, like uh, to use the pun, it woke up, uh, you know, kind of um, the launch of emotion, uh, the publication of Africa surf, um, Carissa Moore on the cover, cover of uh, Outside, I think, you know, Justin DuPont's Big Wave. Um, you know, like, if, we, if you look back, you know, when I, what attracted me to surfing in the first place, apart from just the idyllic ocean and everything, was that you did feel a bit like you were kind of cool, you know, almost like, uh, I think, Matt, I think you described, like, we all felt like uh, misdemeanor uh, level criminals, you know, like back in the 50s, you know, you had the all the guys who went out to the west side of Oahu and the North Shore and kind of lived almost like beatniks. And then the six, late 60s and 70s, the back to nature, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, Nat Young and the drug smuggling and the globe traveling like Norton Peterson. But then, you know, kind of lost it and became more and more kind of, you know, um, really kind of, yeah, conservative in its culture for a long time. And even... But, you know, even at like the turn of the century, like it was quite, yeah, quite conservative in its nature. Corporate. And this year it seemed to like all of a sudden surfing's, you know, even though it's also become extremely mainstream recently, it seems to be like something you can almost be proud of. So you motherfucker took my fucking story, bastard. I wonder. <laughs> other. God damn it. I totally didn't read your email. I was serious. <laughs> fucking hell. Get out of my head. Never Let me ask. Let me ask you guys this, how much of that, those positions that people took that you're talking about this year were in their own financial interest or in a corporate interest of their sponsors versus being sincere? Well, the people that I was talking about, like the, you know, the people who made Emotion magazine, I don't think there was any financial interest in that. And it was also putting a spotlight on people who were marginalized, you know, like the LGBTQ community or, um, Oh, oh God, Tyler, help me with this. You know, the, the women, they did the excellent profile on the women surfing. Kim McKenzie? Kill sharks. Yeah. Kim McKenzie, shark girl, yeah. Kim. Oh, totally. Yeah, I mean, those Legend. people, I don't think were gaining anything uh, uh, financial. I don't think Mariah Ernst and, um, oh God, the other publisher, Tyler, who made the magazine? Uh, Fendi. Fendi yes, kind of I don't think they were making any money at this. And then same thing with Africa Surf. You know, I think that's, you know, that was a crowdfunded kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think, yeah, maybe other people are joining in in the way that like greenwashing happens. But I think uh, I think there has been a voice given to, you know, more progressive voices. Well, let, let's be honest, Sal, Sal Masekela getting credit for uh, starting the first African surf brand was a bit of a stretch. <laughs> well, I don't think he's claiming it's the first African surf brand. He was, that, and that's, he, he that's was? the way it gets rolled out in New York Times and stuff. Is the first African surf brand by Sal no, Kayla and Gotcha, Gotcha, right? Gotcha's the first. Well, I mean, for, gonna, and Michael Thompson. Uh, or maybe Instinct. Maybe Instinct, you know, Instinct <laughs> might be. 
Precisely. But but Sal letting that roll through as the first African surf brand, uh, to me, was a real shame for 2021. Ooh, Tyler, Tyler Brewer, did yeah. your brother steal yours or do you have more to add to that? Oh, I have I have a list. I have a list to add. Bring it. <laughs> Favorite moment of 2021. Pick All one right. or two of the top. Okay, I think surfing in the Olympics has to be mentioned. Oh, yeah. I think Great it's call. super important. Uh, Carissa Moore, particularly winning the gold, uh, seeing her on all the ads and and just the, the representation that she brings to it all. I mean, it's going to have a uh, huge repercussion, uh, not repercussions, but reverberations throughout surfing for years to come. And now it's going to be in LA Olympics. So I think that was like the biggest story. Whether you enjoyed it or not, I mean, that's that's debatable, but it did get a lot of attention. And I think that one is is definitely up there. The other one, I would say there's a there's a couple things, but Ultimate Surfer bombing was really fun to watch. And, uh, you know, the uh, rise of surf fitness apps and online surf coaching the past year, I think, has been really fascinating to watch. Like, is it on I do, what's that? Hold it up, Charlie. Hold what? Whoop. Oh. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Whoop. Whoop it up. Sorry. But the whoop oh. is amazing. But you then have like, you know, Gerlach with WaveKey, which is really gained a lot of popularity. But then you have like Ombe Surf and all these other weird kind of things where you're like, do these people even actually know how to surf? Like these guys on the skateboard kind of doing these weird surf training. It's like, it's become like a free-for-all. And it's fascinating to watch. I agree. It's something we don't actually talk enough about on the podcast because that has been kind of a big thing this year. I wonder how much of it actually sticks around. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious for next year to see how many of them are are viable. No. I mean, yeah. Kevin Miller's giving a thumbs down. I think like with one or two, yeah, one or two of them will rise to the top. I think Brad is, you know, the, the obvious pick um maybe taylor knox one or two and then all the others will kind of go by the wayside let let's talk about one of the biggest misses with it is rip curl i mean they gotta watch they have a team of athletic surfers how have they not put together a whole athletic training program slash uh you know performance training watch you know program like that is to me like a huge miss mick is super athletic connor coffin is gonna do on this Beach Grid is going to do on this year, which will be just a Negroni counter. The more Negronis, the better you surf. The original concept for this show came from a listener for this group show. And he said, we all have to do it with a cocktail on New Year's Eve and talk about what our cocktail recipe was. But I didn't know if that would work out considering it's 9 a.m. here. Um, Kevin Miller, you are up next. What's your favorite moment of 2021? Well, it's a very personal story. You know, I've been surfing in Florida since 1986, 85, 85. And I have maybe seen Kelly Slater in my lifetime four or five times peripherally, you know, on the beach about to paddle out at a heat during high school at a surf expo walking by. And of course, never met him. I'm, I don't know how many years into my surfing life and I've always wanted to meet Kelly. So I decided in 2013, in order to meet Kelly, maybe I should start a surf film festival and maybe one day you would show up <laughs> I mean, her, among other 
reason. That was the reason he did the festival only to meet Slater. Amazing. <laughs> I mean, look in the dictionary under sycophant for surfing and you'd see Kevin Miller's face. So I, I didn't start the festival for that reason, but I definitely uh, thought maybe one day I could get Kelly to show up and, uh, and it happened this year. So that was a definitely a moment for John and I, we were planning on having not a low key festival, but a festival that sort of um, had, you know, uh, a revival from COVID and, and maybe not the best numbers we've ever had. Well, it turned out the opposite was, was true. We actually had the best festival we've ever had. And, um, you know, we did an event in June, two nights, sold out both nights, had a quieter night in August because of the Delta variant. And then here comes uh, November, which is when we usually do our full event and flew Matt out and tried to get you and David out. But, you know, with the baby and everything, it was hard to get you out but um and Chaz couldn't make it but you, you, you know, would not have you would not have wanted me there with kelly let's be honest it would have wrecked your kelly experience well <laughs> and I, I feel like even on your worst day i mean in person you're you're kind of a teddy bear you would i think you would you, you would have i mean i've seen the opposite hold true at surf expo and yes definitely i would have been worried about it but with you in attendance, it would have been a little weird, but I honestly don't know much how much he cares or gives um, gives any attention to the backlash or, you know, the stuff you guys give him on Beach Grit. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. I wouldn't worry about it if you guys were together, though. But in the long story short is uh, a good friend of mine, Bruce Reynolds from Cocoa Beach, uh, had been golfing with me over the last four years. And I said, hey, if Kelly's ever in town, let's go play golf. And uh, he was kind enough to let me know that he was in town and that, in fact, it would be uh, great if they could come over and play. And we did. And it happened to be the Wednesday before the festival. And of course, Matt Orshaw and Jack Coleman and Wyatt Daly, Justin, uh, you know, from the reboot on Morning of the Earth, all those guys showed up the same night. And so when we finished our round, I was like, hey, guys, we're having dinner over here by the airport. You want to join us? And so, in you know, in one fell swoop, I got to play golf with uh, your hero, you know, my hero, and uh, have dinner with him, get him to the festival on Friday. And you know how they say, don't meet your heroes. Well, I'm here to say that um, it, it held up for me. I was very happy to meet him. And it was just, you know, a great, you know, into, I don't know, eight years of doing this festival. Um, every time Beach Grit has Kelly Slater in, the title of an article i get pissed off i get angry and pissed off i'm, def I'm so defensive about kelly i i'm definitely 100 in the kelly camp nobody touches kelly and nobody fucks with kelly on my watch so there you go i don't touch what, were the, golf what were the golf scores oh yeah yeah so this is kind of cool so he never played here at this course it's called interlock and country club he, it's a tough course shot 75 on 18 and we were about to wrap it up and i said let's go play another nine and I shot 81, he shot 75. And we played another nine holes and on number nine, he's putting from the fringe, misses the putt by a half an inch and says, damn it, that would have been a 28. So he was well on his way to a course record on that second nine um, and uh, just impressive. He's, he's clearly uh, been practicing a lot. And, you know, I think he's going into, re my prediction for 2022, not to jump the gun, but. I got to run and meet up with somebody. So I'll put my prediction in there. He's going to retire in 2022. I don't have any 
information on that. It's not hard to make that prediction, but I think he might surf in one or two events and call it a day. Awesome. Well, hey, go get to your uh, tea time. I know you're a little bit late for it, but Kevin Miller from the Florida Surf Film Festival, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, guys. Have a great happy new year. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Can I say one thing? Just to say, I had Mike Kelly uh, Slater Hero moment years ago, and I agree. I think he is uh, pretty awesome. When I was uh, about 13 years old, I went to the Pasquid Surf Camp, and he came and surfed with us one day. We went out to Trestles to Lowers. And on the walk back, you know, it used to be like a really long back before you had electric scooters. And uh, I ended up walking by myself. So it was a bit of like, I felt like a bit of the loser of the group. And all of a sudden I hear, hey, man, how's it going? And it was Slater. And he was about 16 at the time. And oh, no, he was just turned pro at the Life's a Beach Classic. And he walked back the whole way with me talking story. And I thought that was amazing. I've always wanted to say thank you to that. And I almost had my chance years later. It's the last bit and I'll let you go. When I was uh, working at a veggie cafe in the North Shore behind the um, Celestial Foods health food store. And I was in there taking my break in the afternoon and all of a sudden he walked in. And so I made him lunch and he was there with Shane Dorian. And then afterwards he left and he didn't finish his veggie burger. Oh, great. And you ate it? Yes. (laughs) He wanted to get his super saliva. He thought maybe it would transfer over into his surfing. Oh, wow. That is a big reveal. That's creepy. (laughs) Either the only thing creepier is if you saved the the burger and you had it in the glass glass behind My interaction with him was not that cool, (laughs) to be honest. Kevin Miller. Go, Kevin. Take care. Nice to meet you. Appreciate you having me. Thanks a lot, Dave. Cheers, Kevin. Matt Warshaw, you're up. Favorite moment of 2021. (laughs) I I misheard the, I I misunderstood the assignment. And that's all right. I wrote about Hap Jacobs dying in last week's Sunday joint. And I realized. (laughs) that's one of the best moments (laughs) well no as i was writing that i realized that all those um all those legendary uh board makers from south bay that i grew up with i they all just seem to have uh, i think four or five of them died it was jacobs and greg knoll and mike eaton and so i guess if i'm going to flip this around like i guess what i'm grateful for from last year is that Ben Copeland's still alive, so you know he's hanging in there. But it was a bad year to be a um, board maker. And then I guess if I'm going to pull a silver lining, like thing that I loved about last year, it's the same as the year before, and probably the year before that, which was anytime Mason Ho puts a clip out, I'm pretty, I'm pretty cheered up and happy about that. And here, here, yeah. So I like it, Devin. What do you got? Favorite moment? Oh, there's so many. Um, I was I had a list, but I'll, I I thought, what about the P Diddy coming out as a surfer? That could have been but that guy. <laughs> that was surfer. pretty good. Um, Completely forgot about that. And he could have been a connection with Beach Grit. And then, um, you know, and then there's a lot of personal stuff, but that's kind of boring. But the, the quick one, spraying like, spraying bro in the face must have been way up. There. Yes, that was up Lu- there. Lunakai, uh, Lunakai, <laughs> spraying him in the face was excellent. And um, it was a happy accident. And then uh, those of us who work here at Channel Islands, we pooled our money together and bought it back from Burton. I know that's very corporate sounding, but just like putting everything on the line. And, it, you know, the bold prediction is like, do you invest in a surfboard company? I mean, there's so many reasons not to. And we all kind of talked to our families like, geez, this is probably a bad idea, but it seemed like the right thing to do. And so far it's worked out. It's been awesome. 
Um, but the moment I went, I'm going to go with is Peter Mel's way of Mavericks. I mean, all of us appear to be a bit older here on the panel. except David, you're, you're a young buck still, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, 50 years old or 51 years old, um, a life dedicated to that break, uh, taking a line that no one had ever seen before. Um, for me, that was the moment. I, it was insane. So that's mine. Who, sh who shaped that board, Devin? Oh, yeah, some guy named Britt Merrick. <laughs> no, but the um, the board itself, Peter is going to, he'll go on and on. There's, if anyone's into big wave design, the trend of the last few years, maybe more, has been more foam up forward and lower rocker, like Pizel, you know, the Cadillac, a lot of those boards are that way. Christensen boards, I think maybe. And Peter's kind of, gone a different direction and the, his boards have crazy rockers so if you go back and look at that wave um he's gone away from that he's got a lot of foam he's got a, a lot of volume obviously but his whole theory is if you're surfing a wave like mavericks you put yourself deep in the pit you need all that curve to fit through and watch him weave that moment i've watched it like a hundred times it's insane it's the, so. it's the it's the bottom third of the drop that say that the rocker saved them yeah the third of that drop is no way would have made that on a on a board that didn't have some rocker in it absolutely yeah so um, thompson's banana board pipe yeah <laughs> and peter i think peter's capped off his year if any of you have stab premium which doesn't seem very many people do um, i'm one of the people who pays for it um i do they do think you pay for it like, I think the best thing Stab's done is the documentary on Peter. I thought it was awesome. So if you yeah. haven't seen it, I, I encourage you to check it out. I liked it a lot too. I think it's um, the best of a series that that Kyle Boothman kid has done. So he's been profiling a number of Santa Cruz icons for probably almost 10 years now. He was calling that series uh, brain work or something previously. And then I think stab saw the success of what he had done previously. So they hired him to do the Pete Mel one. And I agree with you. It's kind of the best one yet. Um, but yeah, I second everything that you said. That's a fantastic moment in surf. It's a feel good moment for his age, for the amount of time he's put out there. I also loved at the end of that documentary that his son on that same day got shacked on the left Yeah. yeah. after, after Pete's wave Pete's on the jet ski over in the channel on his, on the left and his son, who's goofy foot uh, gets a wave that Pete films on his cell phone. And he's just like, are you kidding me? Like that would be a highlight moment of any other year. It happens to be on the same day that Pete got the wave of his life. So. Yeah. Uh, poor, imagine, son. poor son. I mean, he's got to live in the Pete, shadow. Like well, Pete is a dad oh. crushing his son's one moment. Yeah. Seriously. Like, me Serious. like dad, why can't you let me have that? God. Come on. You guys already Don't. talk about Charlie's uh parental moment with the ballet. Did I miss that one? With the we no. he and I touched on it a little last week, but we did not do a deep dive, which we're welcome to now. What do you got? <laughs> Just because the photo the photograph of Charlie with the makeup and the and the mustache and the kids all was I should have made that one of my highlights of that. I love that. <laughs> it was so good. That was a good fatherhood moment for sure. Good dad. Oh, oh my goodness. But I'm just stomping on child's dream. Just kidding. We're <laughs> yeah, partially in Milan for childhood dream. Trying to go see the ballet here, but COVID canceled. Oh, I saw that. What a bummer, That's man. Bummer. Such a bummer. 
Yeah, but you're still in Milan, so. You're going to get stuck. When's on Um, So my must-see, or not must-see, but my kind of favorite moment from 2021 was really unexpected, and it's Project Abelli. Um, Chaz and I, a listener actually came up with the concept. We were talking about how much we loved Kyle Abelli's underdog story, where he's unsponsored. The year I think that he was on tour as a wild card, every time he was in an event, he would take out one of the world title contenders, Kelly Slater, John, John Florence, Gabriel Medina, he had some tussles with. And so we just thought, wow, this guy, he is what we're all rooting for. And yet he has no corporate or industry support. So a listener reached out and they said, hey, you guys should just crowdfund Kayo like this in this era. We don't need the corporation anymore. We can independently finance. So we, we read that email on air and almost instantly people offered, I got a message from a friend who goes, I'll send you a thousand bucks right now to kickstart the oh. thing. So we put together a GoFundMe and we came up with, I think Chaz reached out to Kayo and he said, I'll do it for $15,000 or something to put a sticker on the nose of my board, but I'm working on other contract negotiations and I don't want this to conflict with it. So we didn't write anything out. It was all kind of um, done very informally, but we set the goal of coming up with 1500 bucks or $15,000. We did not hit that goal, but we did come up with $7,500 and Kyle agreed to put a sticker on his board for one event for that price. And so I think that the story is great because A, it's an underdog story. More importantly than that, it brought together our community in a way that I knew always existed, but we hadn't really seen manifest in any way other than just through listenership and emails and stuff like that. And then additionally, I think it showed the real um, potential for platforms like this to exist. Like looking forward to 2021, we could build a trading platform, you know, like trading cards used to be in the past, but this operates like a stock market and everybody has values and you buy surfers at the beginning of the year, you trade them throughout the year, you earn some money off of it. NFTs are a real thing that we could really look at. Um, We talked about some of this stuff on air. I think that was proof of concept that this stuff has real value and that independent financing is what the audience wants. Tyler, you got well, your look hand. at Jacko Baker. You influenced him. He got the whole community to raise funds for him to qualify for the world tour. He did the Challenger Series uh, with money based from his community. Uh, and, you know, and and I think that's starting to happen all over the place, actually. And I think you guys helped start that trend. Well, I think we claimed that we started it, but realistically, I think um, Richard Ricardo Christie did it eight years ago through GoFundMe out of New Zealand to get back on tour. I think other surfers have done it back through the eighties and nineties before GoFundMe. Um, My follow-up question though is for Chaz. Chaz, do you feel like we got a little bit robbed by Kayo, not by him, not requalifying and all that and losing at Rotnest in that event, but more by him not really showcasing enough gratitude for our audience who donated that money? I mean, I think Kayo, I think it was the uh, too early almost where I think Kayo still considers himself a sponsorable surfer, right? And then went and got a, was right, I suppose, went and got a rusty contract and he, did he not? Yeah. And so I think Kayo was thinking, uh, I'll be grateful for playing you guys game, but I'm still like a, you know, top tier surfer. I think that's what he was in his mind. 
and so I don't think that the person who paid got robbed. Uh, I think we need to pick a better surfer moving forward. Not like, not that Kyle was, I think Kyle's still old model, right? Where we need to go somebody who really hustles for that thing. I thought uh, he was Kyle, Yeah, he's not. Kyle, Kyle, we made, we positioned Kyle as the surfer for, uh, for the people. That was never Kyle. We just made him that. Like Kyle is a old school sponsorship, has a burger chain, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And total tip of the hat to Kyle for playing along. Uh, but Kyle was only playing along. Yeah. I think Matt Warshaw said it best when we had him on at one point, he said, like, I was like, Hey, is Kyle going to, you know, win a world title or make the top 10? And Matt's like, no. And I go, yeah, <laughs> but look at what he's done. Matt goes, yeah, but he's only done that a couple of times. He hasn't done it consistently. The reason why he doesn't have the support that you guys are talking about is kind of, uh, evident. yeah, it's kind of evident, but he's talented and he has these moments of greatness, but it's evident, you know? So I think, they, I think you need to start with someone on challenger series and that way if they do qualify, they're going to carry you on to the WSL. They'll be much more appreciative. And then you yeah. can also get them at a, maybe a lower price. Yeah, but we got to pick the right surfer. Like Kyle, yeah. Kyle was a brilliant proof of concept. I think that it works. Kyle was also straight up old model of how sponsorship works. Let well, pick a young female woman on the on the female yes, side. Yes, totally. Someone who will play with you on that. Yeah, I, I just think there's more flexibility. That's more likely to want to sort of try something different than the old model because the old model hasn't worked for them. So, yeah. And I feel like the women's youth is going to completely blow up in a huge way um, that we don't see the potential for upside on the men's. It'll be incremental growth on the men's side. The women's side will be like exponential. Um, Well, I'm still a fan of the Kiowa Belly story. It is my story of 2021 or Project Belly, I should say. Um, But it's more because of the audience rallying together and proving that we are ready to transition out of the old corporate sponsor model um let's move on to predictions i think we covered everybody there right so predictions chas smith for 2022 the digital vans triple crown of surfing is underway on the north shore and it is pumping submissions are rolling in it runs for just four weeks december 21st through january 21st so we are just in the thick of it and again the waves have been pumping just these last couple of days so crazy submissions have been coming in um, Moana Jones Wong on a double barrel at pipeline that it's guaranteed to net a high score. Baron Mamiya, Kalani David in the last couple of days. So get over and check it. Vans Triple Crown of Surfing.com. This digital version takes place at the three historic surf venues and will award individual event titles to the men and the women at the Vans Hawaiian Pro at Haleiwa, the Vans World Cup of Surfing at Sunset Beach, and of course, the Vans Pipe Masters at the Bonsai. Vans will also award overall Vans Triple Crown Series champions. So check it all out. Vans Triple Crown of Surfing.com. Follow along at Vans Triple Crown Surf on Instagram. And um, the website layout is improved over last year. It's super easy to navigate and see scores, see what's what. So go check it out. Have fun. Vans is also excited to partner with Stoked. 
in their mission to use board sports culture to close the opportunity gap. Stoked creates a community of fearless leaders through mentoring, opportunity, and action. Through mentorship and action sports culture, Stoked empowers underserved youth to reach their fullest potential, instilling passion, resilience, and determination. Stoked collaborates with schools, community organizations, and a network of dedicated mentors to bridge the opportunity gap for low-income youth and prepare them for a vibrant, fulfilled life after high school. It's an amazing mission. They're running an amazing program. And you can learn more at stoked.org. Today's episode is brought to you by Whoop. I'm super excited to finally be able to share Whoop with you. I started working with them and using the Whoop strap almost a year ago. And when they first reached out, I had already seen John John Florence wearing one. Um, I think that he was just starting to really get into cycling at that point. So I'd see him wearing it on his bike. I'd see him wearing it in the water while he was surfing. And when I talked to the team at Whoop, they actually explained that although it is a wearable fitness tracker, it's actually designed around the concept of recovery. So yes, it tracks exertion, but helping understand how your body recovers actually allows you to get more out of your workouts. So we're finally launching this partnership because Whoop just released their all new Whoop 4.0 strap, and it is the most advanced fitness wearable on the market. You wear it on your wrist, it has biometric tracking that tracks skin temp, blood oxygen, and of course heart rate, and much, much more. It is smaller and smarter than previous versions. It's so sleek that it fits under your wetsuit sleeve. Of course, it's waterproof. So the strap itself doesn't actually have a screen. There's no buttons. There's no annoying notifications. It's just constantly collecting your body's data 24-7. And then it connects to the app, which is on your phone, and gives you invaluable insights into the very big picture of your overall health. These vitals are super easy to share with your physician, your coach, your trainer, your PT, whomever. Think of it as a personalized digital fitness and health coach. Our promo code is the word SURF, where you'll save 15% on your membership, and you'll also get that WHOOP 4.0 strap completely free. WHOOP.com, W-H-O-O-P, WHOOP.com. And then use our promo code to both support us and then, of course, save 15% on your membership. The code is the word SURF on whoop.com, promo code SURF. Thank you and enjoy. I think we covered everybody there, right? So predictions, Chas Smith for 2022. Jonah Hill is going to get barreled at Sir French. Is my oh prediction twenty twenty two? That's easy prediction. Wait, too easy. Yeah. No, no, I don't think <laughs> he can it make will the come barrel. true. I don't think he can make the barrel at Sir French. That's Give him a I'm week saying. there. A, I don't think bold, he'll make it's it. It's a bold prediction. Didn't Elo make like, the barrel. Yeah, but Joe only rides fat soft tops. I think Elo <laughs> didn't make it. Uh, Jonah only rides fat soft tops. He doesn't own theoretically Sir French like Elo, so he'll have a couple days there. But that's my prediction is we will see a semi cover up from Jonah Hill at Sir French on an 88 soft top. Wow. Okay. See, I think it'll Elo, be on a Joe Falcone board, actually. I mean, that's probably more likely. Yes. Yeah. But that's, that's a <laughs> prediction. Even, really hunched even, over. While high on Quaaludes. Yeah. Even his Joe, <laughs> was that a callback to the Scorsese movie? Yeah. Uh, How can you so, not love him after that, Chess? 
<laughs> I love him. I love him. He just has no sense of humor. Even the Joe Falcone board, I feel like is too long for him to actually get barreled there. Elo was riding a short board. So until I see Jonah on a short board, I'm claiming that he's not making it. There, I'm saying that he'll do a step off from the sled, Raymana driving him in on one of the Kelly boards and Raymana like, go now, go now, go now, go now. Like all day, every day he'll for a couple days. He'll, he'll, he'll get, get it. He'll get in the curl. Yeah, he'll get in the curl. He'll get in the curl, but he won't come out. He won't Pocket be rabbit. he won't be in the barrel. He'll be just ahead of it. If you were to shoot from the water angle, it'll look like he's tubed, but from the front angle, it won't he won't be covered up. That's, um, that's my prediction. He'll be, Jonah Hill will we'll, get in the curl at Surf Ranch. I will revisit just we'll revisit next year at this time. <laughs> um, Jamie Brewer, what do you got? Predictions for 2021? 2022. Jeez. 20, yes, 2022. But um my prediction is that the, the Bud Tour will make a comeback, wow. but it'll be sponsored by a cannabis company. And um, the, the, re- the reason the for that, yes, exactly. That's the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> um, because like, I think, you know, it, it is getting hard to travel right now, you know, with the, with the pandemic and also people's awareness of, you know, the carbon footprint from flying and all this, but also, just you know america did so good with producing pro surfers when we had the you know the psaa tour back in the you know 80s and 90s and having now okay tyler you said the challenger series am i showing my ignorance here tell me what the challenger series is challenger series is a um string of uh contests that you can use to qualify for the world tour but you have to surf regional events to qualify for the challenger series so it's a three-tiered tour as opposed to a two-tiered tour, or as we used to call it when we were younger, two tired tours. <laughs> but um, like a wedding cake. Yeah. Three yeah. Tiers. Yeah. So you, you'll actually see formations of the regional tour events actually to qualify for Challenger Series. So I think actually for sure that makes sense. Yeah. Who's the cannabis uh, company? <laughs> well, over here in england a bit cut off from all that we still have to you know hit the street maps are they still around i have no idea yeah <laughs> they seem the big names seem to come and go pretty frequently um That's yeah Joel. exactly <laughs> um well tyler what do you got predictions i got a, i got a little list here um keep it first one keep, keep, keep it to the It'll, top two okay wow that's a good one, though. Jonah Hill and the other surfing celebs are going to form a surf gang. They'll take over Malibu. They'll dole out swish, swift justice for any aggression against Val's, resulting in a BJJ throwdown between him and Joel Tudor, where Joel loses and the Val's begin their takeover of localized lineups all around the world in a revolt against the surfing hierarchy. I think he uh, just wrote his script for him. Yeah. <laughs> just like with, with mid-90s, him taking over skate. Yes. This is what he's doing in surfing. You just totally. Um, WSL will cash in on the mid length and create a mid length world tour. And (laughs) and Beach Grit will write a story about great white sharks and Jonah Hill in the same article, creating the ultimate clickbait story in all of surf history. Wow. I'm I'm waiting for that tomorrow. I am honestly waiting for that story. This is like a part of Austin Powers plot. Chaz is going to be acquiring sharks with drones on their head and sending them out just to get destroyed. One one more, one more. 
One more. David Lee Scales will find an investor and make surf, surf podcasting a viable business and will take over the surf media landscape. Let's do it. Yeah. I feel like we could get that queued up pretty easily. I got some people Jack here Dorsey. in New York. <laughs> Jack Dorsey, exactly. There you go. Um, Matt Warshaw and then Devin Howard. What do you got, Matt, for predictions? There will be rumors. I don't know if it will happen, but there will be rumors that someone's going to buy Surfer magazine. Some kind oh. Of, that's, that's my guess. I'm ready for it. Let's get yeah. that done. Matt feels like he has some inside information here, but it may uh, be Matt Warshaw who buys Surfer. <laughs> I thought, no, I thought about that. Like uh, three years ago, I reached out to some people to find out. I probably read on your site, Charlie, that you know there was a price tag at some point on it. Wasn't like there wasn't. Didn't you guys have some inside that like they will Surfer will sell for? Yeah, I think it was like thirty million dollars or something insane. It was for all of them. Oh, Cersei Wallace is joining this yes. All Star podcast. Yes, that, that Cersei, what's your podcast. predictions? Cersei buy yeah. Surfer? <laughs> Who was gonna? Uh, well, no, they they sold all. They were, had all of them on the block. Trans World and everyone. I think it was like five million for everything. That's wow. not That's thirty. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wrong. You can either listen to my wife, who's in the business, or listen to me, who just <laughs> it's nonsense nonstop. There'll be rumors of Surfer getting bought, and then I also then uh, end of democracy, and then we can just move on from there. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Devin Howard, what do you got? Predictions for next oh, wow. year? So we're going with fantasy predictions or realistic ones? You pick whatever you want. All right. So fantasy COVID hysteria evaporates. We start to become reasonable again that that would be my fantasy one my realistic one is oh maybe realistic pro surfers stop posting clips themselves instead just images with their family or homies wow. you know like you i know like <laughs> skaters and like mma people and all these other sorts of folks out there that have instagram followings they, they you go there like the best skaters in the world have almost no skating of themselves and they just let the media do it surfers um some post like something every day and it's like wow another barrel another and so we have this crazy uh, surf saturation yeah um and maybe matt could speak to that but I, i'm guessing that surfers maybe felt that they kind of had to do this because the media thing went away like used to have magazines that would do that for you if you were a pro surfer right and maybe there's been this like overcorrection of just too much posting so that is my prediction. One, but one other um, quick one. Um, I just watched. Uh, sorry to keep plugging Stab Premium. I'm not on their payroll, but um, they put out an email from Dane Reynolds, and within that email, it was a sneak peek of an edit that Dane made of Michael February. Oh my gosh, it is freaking insane! If you can get your hands on that edit, I think it's the edit of the year. It, it's not Mikey February just kind of strobing and cruising and doing his groove thing. He's absolutely shredding on, on, on all kinds of stuff. And when I was done watching that, I was like, maybe the bold prediction is that if, if people could, if Stab would release this and let people watch it, because I think it'd be a shame if they don't, um, Michael February becomes the, our, the world's most favorite surfer. Eclipses I mean Eclipses everybody. Mikey February is, is positioned right there. I totally, completely, like, I stared at stinking Mike February stuff before I went to surf surf French. Just, 
just to try to figure out how to surf. He surfs <laughs> so beautifully. Like, you got, you underappreciated high performance people know. You got to see the really hone in on the high performance stuff because like I, I gotta say i kind of forgot like the guy fought his way to get on uh the tour you know he was on the tour only for a year but to get there uh, anybody knows it's an accomplishment to get on the championship tour in the previous version right it was very difficult um so to see him ripping it, i was like wow the world needs to see more of mike february in a performance thruster so i've never seen Equal to Michael February's grace and style, I've never seen somebody so effortlessly shoehorn Channel Islands into a conversation. Into I was every just conversation, I know, <laughs> as Devin Howard does every time that he's on this show. He rides it's all these oh, wonderful boards. I wonder where it's, he gets them. He even positioned it <laughs> as like as a stab. Like I'm no stab spokesperson when he's actually a spokesperson for somebody else. It was very effective, though, Devin. I believe every Devin. Of it. But also, seriously, Devin Howard. My prediction for 2028, Devin Howard running for California governor. Yeah. Oh my God. You heard it that's here a, first. It was on the grid. That's a quick way to get assassinated. That's the, uh, no one wants that job. Morbid. But thank you, Chaz. <laughs> um, well, so my, since you transitioned us towards morbidity, my prediction <laughs> is actually going to be pretty dark. Um, but oh, no. I know. Oh I just couldn't get away from it because I did. I of course thought about Kelly Slater retiring. I think on a light note, there could be kind of a deluge of pregnancies. John, John Florence might, you know, get, pre uh, have a kid get pregnant at least with Lauren. No, that's not, this part isn't maybe Carissa Moore gets pregnant, but my prediction is actually, um, I think we're going to have some carnage in the surf world, maybe a death or two. There's so much crazy stuff going on in the big wave scene we're seeing the PWCs get out of control. People are getting yeah. injured by the PW, uh, you know, the jet skis, especially at Nazare where there's no channel. Beyond that, the lineups are just way more crowded than they've ever been. Foil boards are incredibly dangerous. Toe foiling is insane. I didn't even know that was a thing until recently. And they're all doing this in a shared lineup with long borders, with guys on gliders, with body borders, with kids on soft tops, short borders. And I think it's going to come to an ugly head. And we, I think I said a while back, maybe to Chaz, like when I was growing up, there was a death every year or two in big waves. And it was because there wasn't water safety. So I think water safety has quelled some of that for recent years, but now we've kind of gone beyond that to where the water safety teams are kind of running into one another and running amok, certainly at places like Nazare. And so I just feel like we've dodged it uh, somehow in the last year or two, but everything's coming to an ugly head. And with the Zuck influence, with Jonah Hill influence, I see everything converging. It, it feels, all, it, go for it. Is. Damn. Uh, David, just, just as a, just as a quick disclaimer to David Lee's dark black vision, uh, he texted me at 3.30 a.m. his time up with the kids. So maybe David <laughs> he hasn't had enough sleep. His, yeah. This, this whole show came together at 3 a.m. Yeah. But I, to I add think... to that, I'm, I'm most worried about that board falling on your head, Tyler. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like what's happened also is you have a lot of people who are going into big waves who aren't good surfers exactly. who can yeah. barely 
surf small waves and they're going into big waves and there's just the skill level is not there. And like, you look at Pete Mel's wave, right? Like what he did. I mean, that guy was on the QS. He was a phenomenal, he's a phenomenal surfer in his own right already to be able to pull off a wave like that. You have to have skills. Uh, and the stuff you're starting to see is just people like, you're like, really? That person yeah. can barely surf a small wave. Like no offense to like, Sebastian Studner, who's a great toe surfer, but the guy is not that good of a small wave surfer. And you're kind of amazed at, at what they can do. So yeah. I, I feel like there's definitely a lot of that. I also think head injuries is going to be a much bigger story. It's already started this past year. And I think this coming year, that's going to be a really big topic that people will be discussing. And uh, pools, pools factor into that conversation too. Totally. And to what I was saying is that you Absolutely. hit your head on the bottom of a pool and yeah, that's not a good thing. So sorry to end on that note, but why don't we go to new year's, why don't we go to new year's resolutions? Yeah. What's that? Let's, let's move on to new year's resolutions. Oh, uh, Chas Smith, I know you're kind of anti new year's resolution, but what do you got? I'm so anti new year's res resolution. Uh, by anti-resolution the wife is just sitting here shaking her head at me right now uh just talked about it what is it oh make money be <laughs> successful it's here the pressure's <laughs> on <laughs> we can use we can use tyler's um prediction of us finding a financier for the podcast and then we'll yep. start making salaries that's Let's it be, be successful sugar daddy my resolution for the year Sweet. Let's do it. Uh, Jamie, I think you're up next. New Year's resolution. I'm, I'm going to combine Chaz's uh, resolution with Matt's advice and buy a Jim Beam and save money this year. <laughs> that was off air at the beginning. You're drinking Bullet. And so you're going to downgrade to Jim Beam and save a few shekels. It's almost half as much. There you go. <laughs> That's going to help. Matt, Matt Walsh is our financial advisor. That'll pay for my wave pool visits to Bristol. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, do you got a New Year's resolution? Uh, yeah. Um, kind of ride bigger boards, but not a fucking mid-length. <laughs> so what, a 7-0? Uh, because I think, well, here's my, this was going to be one of my predictions. I think longer, skinnier, 90-style surfboards are going to make a return. And so I want to be ahead of the curve and start riding like 6-8s and 6-6s. Six, six kind of short boards they are, what are your dimensions already? as a human being how tall are you i'm six three uh okay. around two 240 at the moment working okay. that's my other one has become more surf fit <laughs> so six six eight is still a short board for you yeah <laughs> matt warshaw's got his hand up a few years ago i went surfing in peru with felipe pomar who you guys probably know wants to surf yes. till he's 100 and he is the fittest senior citizen you've ever seen and he unpacked his board and I said, what are you riding, Felipe? And he said, well, I'm never going to ride a long board. I'm never going to ride a uh, mid-length, but I just keep making my boards thicker. So he has the same dimensions and his board was literally five inches thick. This was 12 years ago, maybe. <laughs> Crazy. So I don't know. I mean, you know, as you get older, like you, you can keep that. So he holds his board <laughs> to the camera like this, like straight. It just looks like a beautiful, like. I don't know, it's probably an eight foot long spear of a, like a gun. Cause he's, you know, he's all about big surf. But if you flip it sideways, 
it barely gets any narrower, you know. So, <laughs> that happens to me, Matt, when you move me sideways. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, Devin, what do you, or actually Matt, Matt, you should give us your prediction as, or well, your uh, New Year's resolution. I've never made a New Year's resolution in my life and, I've, and I'm going to keep my record. But I, I did promise Dave Mailman, how do you say it, Mailman? Mailman. Huh? Mailman. I did promise Dave that um, I would uh, get rid of my Nespresso machine because he said, you know what Nestle is all about and da da da. So, and I was kind of eye rolling the wokeness there, but I did read about Nestle and it's pretty terrible. So I'm going to get rid of my, let's see if you can see it. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Right there. And I love that machine. I love it so much. But um, I made a vow to Dave that I would get rid of that and get a thing called a Lavazzo. Does anyone yep. know what a Lavazzo huh? Oh, of course. Yep. So I'm going to get a I'll Lavazzo in 2022. I don't know. I don't know when, but that's, is that, that's not a resolution. I'm going to keep a promise to a friend. That's what I'm going to do. Do it I'm now on air. You, Chuck it. I'm going to send you a link. <laughs> What's that? I'm going to send you a link to the best espresso machine ever. I don't want an espresso machine. It's got to be a pod because I, what I won't do, I don't, I'm not going to be cranking, you know, doing all that bullshit. I want it to be a pod. I have to throw it away. I don't want to have mess. I, I'm not going to. Looter. God, so bad for the environment. At least get a reusable pod. Come yeah, on. They have pods. Yeah. yeah. Get a biopod. Uh, see, I, I look, I, I can't, I can't without looking like an <laughs> asshole. So I, I probably shouldn't have brought it up because I was hoping to, you guys would think enough of me getting off the, the Nestle thing, but now I've got to also. Um, Matt, real quickly, what, how did the uh, fundraiser go for Encyclopedia of Surfing? Right. So it was a decent fundraiser right up until last week. Um, and then Dick Metz kicked in 10 K. Shut wow. up. Ooh, Dick Metz for the win. Dick yeah. Metz just, I've been talking to him for years because, you know, Dick Metz, for you guys who don't know, is the guy who founded, co-founded uh, Surfing Heritage and Culture Center. And we've always, at any time we get together, we talk about how we're on this, working the same project, basically, Encyclopedia of Surfing, Surfing Heritage Foundation, you know, pulling in the same direction. And um, I'm terrible at making, at putting my hand out and asking for anything. Um, but this year I was a little more aggressive and um, Dick Met said, I'm gonna send you a little something. It's not gonna be a game-changing amount. And the and and this came after the fundraiser was over. I actually thought he'd forgotten. He's 92, you know. So I'm going, oh well. He's sharp as a tack, though. He is, but he's 92. And yeah. Anyway, and and so uh, I go, well, okay, maybe I'll just keep talking to Dick. I like him. And then this uh, envelope came and Jody goes, Look, I got a thing here from Dick Metz. And I go, Okay, well, this is it. This is gonna be a check. She goes, How much is it gonna be for? And I said, well, he said it wasn't going to be like a game-changing amount. So I said, I think it's going to be 500 bucks. And she said, I think it's going to be a thousand bucks. And I just opened it up. And that was the day before, two days before Christmas. So that was, that was. Love, that, I love that, was that he's still. Huh? That was a deposit on the EOS. He's he's going to bring it into Shaq, man. Come on. Didn't that's you see the play? Other, the whole, I think <laughs> EOS should probably be at some point merged with with Shaq but um so I, anyway that was um that was I great. love that he still a writes a check and uses the post mail to send it 
I know. It's old school. Um, I did a four part uh, series with Dick interviewing him and getting him to kind of retell his story. And we only made it probably through a decade of his life. We didn't cover very much in four parts and it was everybody's favorite series. So once they hear that he also donated that amount, they'll love him doubly. If he hadn't donated, I'd, you know, I'm happy to, anytime he calls, I'm glad to pick up the phone. It's a little bit like when uh, Pat Dorian used to call me now and then, and you're just happy to be talking to those, those kind of people. Yeah. Um, well, Devin Howard, New Year's resolution. Yeah, I'm the same. I don't really do them, but um, I did think of some uh, that were realistic, maybe promises uh, to myself. It was one of two. It was either sleep more, because um, with a young child, you appreciate uh, it's, it, it's challenging to sleep at times. But now that he is sleeping really well through the night, um, I need to make myself go to bed sooner because my father, as we've talked about before, has Alzheimer's. And if you've been around Alzheimer's and you look into it, one of the biggest sort of contributors to it, at least from the studies are doing is, is sleep. So uh, for all of you out there, try to get more sleep, at least eight hours. It was either that, that or get bar- or get barreled more. It's a tough choice. I feel uh, like they go hand in hand. Barreled. You don't have yeah, to one. You can do <laughs> <laughs> and get getting barrel it's kind of the fountain of youth yeah um we you know living in southern california uh right now those of us that live there it's definitely one of the worst winters in the past decade for surf um finding a barrel is not that easy so um i'm going to work on that here at, out of the gate in january and february That's i'm going to give you a secret Devin. More. But there's that? this place called lamore california <laughs> Devin has the keys oh yeah um uh, yeah, I think our, our friend is going to, Jonah's going to get me in there because he can exactly. <laughs> last The last two ride of my life is likely <laughs> to have happened three, three years ago at, at Kelly's ranch. And I just think it's hilarious for all the, all the gloom and doom I've thrown on that place that in fact, the last two ride of my life, unless I do something pretty quick, is going to end up being that one that I got at Kelly's pool. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's sad i feel like we really need to do once we get that investor for the podcast show immense profitability we'll do a podcast funded employee surf trip and it won't be to surf ranch we'll go somewhere and actually get barreled in the ocean one in oh, texas wow. maybe what's yeah, that texas, <laughs> texas. Of texas. Yep. <laughs> hey all right Devin, boys have you surfed uh the boom in in nicaragua who was that question to? Yeah, have you surfed that place called the that beach break called the Boom in Nicaragua? I haven't, but I know a lot about it and have friends that have. Um, it's, I've surfed it's, it. It's legit, and my understanding is you don't want a very big swell there. It's actually oh, that favors a little bit smaller surf so that it gets through the outer bars. And yeah, you should go. Escondido, but head high. Yeah, That's correct. Yeah, I've surfed it. Do it. That's where we should go for our. T- if we all want to get tubed, um, too easy. Let's do it. Too too easy. No. Oh. Yeah. No. I, I agree. Let's do it. Um. That's an easy one yeah. to execute, is what I mean by too easy. But oh, I, I was thinking an easier barrel would be a reef pass somewhere. It'll it, be a more expensive vacation, but the boom is a, it's a it's a jacky little. I mean, you know. Yeah. You got to be on your A game to make that thing. Right. Yeah. But David Lee. Have you yes. heard of this place called Nijama? I have, as a matter of fact. We need a big sponsor for that trip. 
<laughs> we need Nijama to sponsor for that trip is all we need. We keep let's pushing. Keep talking about it. Yeah, let's just keep push. And we'll have Matt Matt Parker work that angle for us. Maybe by the time we, we have that funding and we're profitable, Surf Lakes will be opened in Vegas and we can go there. No interest in going to Vegas ever again. But No, uh, not Vegas, but uh, Surf Vegas Lakes the looks best. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, Second best city on earth after Waikiki, David. Chaz's favorite. Yeah, Chaz and I are going on separate trips. <laughs> um, well, hey, happy new year to you all, everyone around the world. And um, anybody sign off final words for listeners? Anybody? Just want to thank you, Dave, for oh, hosting I, our shows and everything and uh, all the work you do. We really appreciate it. And all the hours of entertainment you and Chaz and, and Devin and everyone provide us. So thank you. thank you. Gladly. I want to thank the listeners. Every, each and every one, you're all saints for listening to this jibber jabber especially the biggest saint of all, the man who listened to, how many hours did you listen to, David Lee? Oh, man. It was over 10,000 minutes. I forget how many hours it was. <laughs> yeah. wow. Over 10,000 minutes. Yeah. Of what? Surf podcast, podcast recording? Is that what you're saying? Of just the grit alone. He listened to 10,000 <laughs> minutes in 2021. Because Spotify tracks your numbers, and wow. then they post it at the end of the year. They send it to you. It was his number one podcast and he had listened to over 10,000 minutes. I think it was 10,741 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. God bless right you. On. Well, David, yeah. I think 2022 is going to be the best year. 2020, 2021 was like paddling out at Ocean Beach and not really getting outside forever. I think 2022, we finally got a break in the sets and we're actually going to go sit down on our board and kind of take a deep breath and enjoy this year. It's going to be good. Sweet. I'm excited. I'm optimistic. Thank you, Devin. Thanks, you guys. All right. Thank you all. Happy New Year. See you next year. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Bye. 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 I've been thinking lately about the people I meet. The car wash on the corner and the hole in the street. The way my ankles hurt with shoes on my feet. And I'm wondering if I'm going to see tomorrow. Father, forgive us for what we must do. You forgive us, we'll forgive you We'll forgive each other till we both turn blue Then we'll whistle and go fishing in heaven I was in the army but I never dug a trench Used to bust my knuckles on a monkey ranch I go to town and drink, give the girls a pinch, but I don't think they ever even notice me. Father, forgive us. It's a fun way for me to spend my morning. Uh, I am grateful to you for giving me the opportunity of this position, and um, I'm really just glad to do the work. So thank you again. SurfSplendorPodcast.com. Support, subscribe, leave us a note, and thank you for all the kind messages and feedback and insights and direction throughout 2021. Uh, truly is a group effort here and you are part of our group and we consider you investors. So thank you for all of this and the growth that we've experienced in the past eight years. Um, next week to kick off the new year, I have a brand new episode with Alex Gray, who just spent the last eight months in Fiji while the island was closed, surfing cloud break nearly by himself. And it's an incredible story, uh, really inspirational to kick off the new year. Super excited to share that. Alex really hasn't talked about this at all, not publicly. And actually, 
very few people he's actually discussed it with privately. So super excited to share this story. I know you're going to love that. So my name is David Scales for Surf Splendor. I'll be back next week. But until then, I'm encouraging you to use this time off to get back into the ocean, share some waves, and of course, shred on. Father, forgive us for what we must do. You forgive us, we'll forgive you. We'll forgive each other till we both turn blue. Then we'll whistle and go fishing in heaven. We'll whistle and go fishing in heaven. We'll whistle and go fishing in heaven. And don't forget to post your job for free at linkedin.com slash surf. That's linkedin.com slash surf to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.